Oh no! Uh, oh hey, look! Look at the side of the join us. It's Parker. Hey. <laughs> Where is <Hey>. everyone? <laughs> oh man! I thought AJ was just here, but I like look back. He's gone. So yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> it's just you and I, I guess. There should be uh, a okay. fourth, but he's not here either. Oh hey, look! Oh wow, that was kind of weird. How the heck did he do? It's like he teleported in there. Oh my goodness! It's a full house! Oh, he had his headphones on the whole time, so he knew exactly yeah, what we were talking you. about. Hey! <laughs> welcome, Garrett well, Smithley, to the podcast. Hear you the whole time. Hello, and welcome to the Eraser Unnamed Podcast. I'm Parker Kligerman, NASCAR driver, you know the rest. Joined by the only guy who went to the Daytona 500 and tried to break in to race control, Joshua Mendoza, and the sickest man in Ohio at the moment, well, that's not true. Maybe just with a crew. The controller king, AJ Henderson. The and special well, hold on. Special guest. Yeah. Special the sickest eraser employee in Ohio. And special guest, none other than cup driver Garrett Smithley. Let's start this thing. Wow, nobody talked. <laughs> I was about I to know. say, I was really They're proud great. of us. Wait. Hey, you I got have to Landon say, last week. Well, that did sound horrible what I said about being the sickest man. <laughs> I didn't mean that. But anyway, <laughs> we'll move on from that. Looking back on it, you know. <laughs> Better ways to phrase those sorts of things, but we'll we'll let it ride. Uh, everyone know that you helped me out and knew what I meant by saying you're the sickest eraser person I did. in yes. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, also Garrett, the only eraser person in Ohio. Yeah, you are. That's true. But unless Landon's guys, here, I don't know. Well, hold on. Yes. Hey, you, you just be quiet for a second. I want to let Garrett. <laughs> Garrett, welcome to the podcast. As you can see, it's really professional. I get to talk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Sweet. No, I, uh, thanks for having me on. I, uh, I've been a uh, huge supporter. Probably your, uh, what is it? Your, uh, third viewer? First oh, few well, out of three, I think. Third, oh, right? yes. We're, yeah, we actually, we've got four quadrillion listeners, we decided. so. Oh, four quadrillion. Oh, so it, yeah. it yeah. went up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Perfect. a Nielsen rating Perfect. that came out this past yeah, week. Yeah, Nielsen. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Is that like, like that? You Pat, won't find like it. We get don't it. Don't Google it. Yeah, we get it secretly. Yeah. That's yeah. an actual so. metric. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, excited to be here. Cool. Well, you're a long-time listener. Right, you're a longtime listener of the podcast. We discussed that during our 24 hour race that yeah, we finished. Long time, what is it? In, uh, I, I don't know, been like a month or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> 11 weeks, yeah. if you include this week. Wow, so I've three listened, months. I've Almost. listened to all 11. Does that, well, since I'm on, I do I, ha- do I listen to this one too? Or yes, I think you're listening should. to it right now. Okay, we, have to we need to every one of those four quadrillion listens, otherwise, we might. We may no longer be number one. So. But the key is All when right. you listen to yourself back on a podcast, you only listen to the part you talked in, then skip past everyone else. That makes it truly enjoyable. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what I mean, that's the best part, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's why everybody's going to see, see this. This podcast is going to have five quadrillion viewers instead of four. Oh, Damn. yeah. Love that. Love it. <laughs> that's, hey, uh, that's impressive. Before we... Uh, jump into the where we'll go into all the stuff that happened this past weekend and all the biggest motorsport topics. Garrett, I want to uh, talk about your big news this week, jumping in the Rick Ware 15 car at California. And then how many races after that? 
Uh, yeah, so I'm doing the whole West Coast swing. Um, that's Got the it. only thing confirmed right now, but there will be more races down the road. So we're uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah, um, I, <laughs> this off season was kind of interesting. Obviously, it's been a lot of changes in the world of NASCAR, uh, specifically in the Cup Series with the next gen. You guys have documented that well. And uh, now that we've got two races under uh, the next gen's belt, um, we're all just trying to figure it all out. But uh, it's been an interesting off season. One of the more interesting ones for me, I, I didn't know really know where I was going to end up or, or land. And uh, fortunately, I was able to uh, to get a deal with Rick Ware Racing. Um, it's uh, it's exciting. There's uh, there's a lot of excitement behind the team going to uh, Ford Performance this year, have an alliance with Stuart Haas Racing. Um, we've got a really good lineup. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm in a really good company with Ryan Priest, um, David Reagan. We got Joey Hand that's going to run our road course races. He's a, a Ford Ford Performance uh, road course guy. Uh, he ran last year at the uh, at the the Roval and then did our testing for the uh, for the next gen Roval. So um, got to talk to him a little bit. He's super nice guy, super super good. I mean, he's he's a great racer. I mean, I think he's going to compete really well. So it's uh, it's exciting. Glad to be back. That's, that's awesome. And you mentioned it. You know, the reason this is particularly exciting i believe you know for rick Ware racing is just sort of the the huge changes they've made over the offseason the the stewart haas alliance the lining with ford the way they have i mean you know not to put down what you know where they were a year or two ago but they seem and from the onset just looking at the clash and even looking at this past weekend this is gonna be a far more competitive rick Ware racing that you're driving at yeah and and uh you know i i I tell everybody, you know, everybody's kind of texting me after the clash and during the clash and watching practice and Daytona, um, you know, we're still cautiously, cautiously optimistic. I mean, the clash is something that we're, you know, we're not going to see again this year, this season, um, closest is going to be Martinsville and Martinsville is still, uh, you know, an established racetrack. So, um, you know, and then Daytona is Daytona, right? I mean, you know, anything can happen there, but, um, it is exciting. You know, Ryan Priest made the uh, made the clash, which was super exciting for our team. Cody, um, I mean, he had a really good car and was running down AJ Allmendinger to get in that last transfer spot. And then uh, Daytona, we were fast all week. I mean, we were second, third on the board uh, for practice. And then uh, David came home eighth. Cody had a, a strong 16th place finish. So, um, you know, I'm I'm excited. I I I. I I still tell people, you know, we're really going to know where we shake out after these next three weeks. We're going to go to Auto Club, which I think is going to be a huge test for this next gen car. Um, I'm excited to get in it and run some laps. I haven't run it yet. So my first laps will be that that 20 minute practice that I'll get. Oh, so man. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope <laughs> I, I can get it uh, figured out pretty well. Uh, beforehand, but uh, and you know that's just a unique track that we're again we only see once on the schedule, and then uh, Vegas your typical mile and a half, and then Phoenix uh, a mile uh, you know pretty flat track. So I think it's going to be a really really good test to see not only where our team shakes out, but where the whole field shakes out and how this car kind of um, you know races so to speak. Uh, Josh and AJ, I want to get you guys in here just to continue in this conversation, but just to pick up off that 20 minute practice you're about to get. I used to have this theory in racing that you were never, you were not a pro race car driver unless you could learn a track in two minutes, in two laps. That was my whole thing. It was like the pro, the pros, the best pros there are learn it in two laps. I never thought about yeah. learning the car in two laps. So best of luck to you in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I got, I got two laps to figure it out. All right. You got Sounds an uphill good. battle. My <laughs> man. You, you got an uphill battle. <laughs> 
I, I believe that you're going to be just fine. You learn the Nurburgring in an afternoon. So, you That's know, true. And there's there's probably about 100 less turns at this track, and they're all pretty similar. So hopefully <laughs> you can uh, you can figure out this one pretty quickly and just focus on learning the car. So I, I, I to, to your point, Parker, I think and I haven't looked at the entire field, but I'm 99 percent sure that I'm the only one going to Auto Club without having any next gen experience. So uh, I know Josh Blick right. is yeah. running the 77 and uh, he at least tested at Daytona. So um, I'm excited. I'm uh, hey, you know, throw me to the wolves. We'll figure <laughs> it out. I remember. So I remember when we sponsored you back in 2017 that you mentioned that Auto Club was probably up there with one of your favorite racetracks because it's so similar to what was it, Michigan? Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's like a more fun version of Michigan. Well, and that's that's kind of how my whole career has been. Like, you know, I kind of got thrown into ARCA testing. My first stalker race ever was an ARCA race at Pocono. Um, first truck race was at Atlanta. First cup race <laughs> was at Michigan. So, uh, oh my gosh, I debuted at some really difficult tracks. So um, I'm used to it by now. It'll be fun. AJ, so how much? Uh, go ahead. Yes. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so are you going to use iRacing at all this week leading up to Auto Club to, uh, kind of like get a feel for how it could drive? Yeah. I mean, obviously they don't drive like, you know, other stock cars. So that's, that's the only thing right now besides just getting all information of, uh, you know, the friends that I have in the cup garage. Um, that's really the only place that I have. I'm, I'm not going to put. A, a huge amount of stock into the laps that I run on iRacing um, just because you just don't know how everything's mapped. Um, it's funny because when I was driving for the Rich Bay driving experience as a driving instructor um, and ride along driver, I would go to these tracks, specifically Darlington and Pocono, and I couldn't run a single lap on iRacing. And then I showed up and I did the driving experience and then I came back on iRacing and all of a sudden I could run a lap. Like it was, it was crazy. So um, I'm still, I, I have used it, but I'm, I'm going to be kind of cautious about kind of using that as like, okay, that's where my lift point is. That's where the grip level is at the end of the day. You have to have that seat of your pants feel. And, you know, to Parker's point, you know, I got to, you know, figure that out pretty quickly. <laughs> I believe in you. I mean, AJ would sit here and tell you if it was a controller, he'd have it figured out in like half a corner, but <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You know, that that's true. his thing. Well, I mean, AJ's on a wheel right now. So I do. My I, my microphone is propped up on the wheel, so because you've moved I mean, over, you can't even call him the con- you can't call him the controller king anymore. You can just call him the uh, steering wheel amateur. So yeah, mediocre steering wheel driver or squire the the steering wheel <laughs> squire or something. <laughs> I love it. From the laps, Parker hasn't ran the next gen on iRacing yet. No, no, you did the other day, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. raced it. You did, he did. Last night. I, I, I beat his time by like three tenths. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Um, Where at? Subtle drop. It was, a, it was an auto Suck club. It, Parker. Oh yeah, I, came, I did a couple I came laps. In as, I came in as you were leaving, and oh, oh okay. and so I was like, all right, we'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so I'm wow, sure you so didn't run a whole lot. <laughs> I did a couple laps. I thought Still it was fun. Suck well, it, but I raced, I raced it in Monday Night Racing at Phoenix when I when Raja and I got into like seven times running into each other for the lead. Yeah. That was the cool thing to be fair. Yeah. That was fun. That was the race that I had to run in Hawaii. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, the next <laughs> race. Yeah. That's hilarious. Had to run in Hawaii, guys. 
emphasize yeah. that too. That's like when Greg Biffle did the oh. permutational from his yacht or whatever. It's like he had to be on his yacht. <laughs> I have to be Listen, here. Garrett <laughs> takes Monday Night Racing very seriously, and we commend yeah. him for it. I do. Uh, Although I, this I, season did not go well for me at all, like whatsoever. You missed the playoffs. I did. I did. And it, you know what? what really made me upset about that is I missed it by like a point. And there was so many races that I was running well that just something stupid happened that like just out of my control. And it's like, had any one of those races just played out the way it was going to, I would have made the playoffs. So mm. but it was kind of nice because I didn't really have much pressure. I didn't really, I didn't really practice a whole lot. And I was still behind the scenes working on trying to, get in a real race car so it probably was a blessing in disguise that i didn't make it otherwise i was gonna spend way too much time on it wait yeah. you mean you mean there's a priority to get into a real race car i mean well. you need to rework those priorities monday night racing and sim racing is clearly the more important thing here you yeah, went monday of night course, racing josh has given up many real racing opportunities yeah. i yeah i nascar contacted me and asked me to be a race director for them but i turned it down because i said i I can't do that. I got to be I'm at busy home Monday on Mondays. Night, sorry. So yeah. I can't be flying across the country big, Mondays. Big deal. I, uh, that's how I've conducted all of my Monday night racing, Garrett, uh, by practicing <laughs> for three minutes before the race starts. So <laughs> I'm, I, 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 and it I shows enjoy that because best. you haven't passed on the all time wins list, which is just preposterous. And I got to get back in there. Maybe you I need to you get know, back never, in there next season. I haven't and... committed to a league in like forever and i keep saying i'm gonna and maybe this is when i finally this season i commit to running every do you, race do you have a win in monday night racing was one i was yeah. like an all time yeah. yeah oh my win now win percentage uh, is probably higher than whoever this other person is that took it whoever they are i think it's svg <laughs> uh, it's probably svg um, and adam cabot i think he's Shane an gisbergen Dude. he's like the jimmy he's an alien yeah. yeah he's like the kyle larson of he, supercars yeah, That's SVG caused um, one of the championship competitors for the championship race to lose his cool. Uh, he wrecked Colin Fern <laughs> on lap one, turn two uh, <laughs> at Auto Club of all places. And I think at the end of the race, I had to disable Colin Fern's chat because that oh. was uh, it was tough, no. tough times. He was very upset. He lost that championship. Guys, <clears throat> we, uh, we got to jump into all the biggest topics happening. Talk about Daytona. Right yeah, well, let's get to Daytona. Let's you know, obviously we had the big kickoff for NASCAR. You're in day- yep, we got F1 testing happening right now, which we'll get into. We've got IndyCar coming this weekend in St. Pete. It's motorsports in oh, 2022 really? is exploding onto the scene, of course. So we're. I think we should start with Daytona. Um, what do you guys want to start? Should we do Thursday night? Thursday night with the. Um, with the duels? Sure. What do you want to I talk mean, about from the duels? There's not let's just let's just say it. Landon Castle called it on the ball. Joey Logano wrecked the car in the yep. duels. Yep. I mean, there was nothing else to talk about in the duels. The duels were just a bunch of people riding and then four cars racing. And yeah, first of course, duel, nothing happened, right? First duel was kind of like, you know, whatever. This time. Second duel, that's when Joey threw the big block. And yep. he owned up for it, you know. Big respect. And we got to see the I, first. I love people. People always roast Joey Logano for like causing wrecks on super speedways. But I don't know. He made those duels a lot more entertaining because I knew oh, I that think... he wasn't going to. He wasn't going to let Chris Buescher pass him. 
that's entirely so part I, of the I, game. I enjoyed it yeah that's part of the game though you you gotta like you're gonna play with fire you know sometimes you're gonna get burnt and that's just the that's <clears throat> oh, yeah. Speedway racing in a nutshell especially at the front like the front of cup the cup series super speedway racing is one of the most it's hard to describe the level of intensity slash you know trust and confidence you have to have in your moves in your car in your spotters calls in everything you're doing because you are at the top of the top of the highest level of that form of racing and everyone wants to get you out of that spot so you are a absolute target and for a guy like joey to be able to lead as often as he does and find his way up front that's just very impressive and sometimes you get bit let's move into uh the weekend pass the duels because i feel like that solves it right mm-hmm. We, we, that's everything basically the duels to discuss. Um, Friday, yeah. we had nothing happened on Friday. Nothing, no, no major no. events happened. Though. No, nothing happened. No, so moving on. <laughs> um, I actually, I legitimately forgot. Uh, how about the truck race? Let's let's talk about the truck race. Oh, the truck race. <laughs> 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 He's definitely on some so cake or something. <laughs> Uh, so I was no because it was Friday, Man. and I was thinking like, oh, qualifying practice. Yeah, there's yeah, well, there's just Xfinity qualifying that really right, but no, Xfinity qualifies on Saturday. So you know, I have no idea what I'm talking. Let, about. Let's start it from the top. Parker Kligerman gave me about a heart attack in the hooligans across the street from the track as I was watching him qualify, and he made it in by how many spots? One zero one one thousandth. One one thousandth. Yeah. Wow. Well, I did ask yeah. Bob Pockris for a favorable wind on both sides of the track, which gets out. Yeah. Because yep. I knew things were gonna be a little tight. This truck, just a little background. This truck we brought, we bought at the end of 2020 because we were in a bit of a bind. We didn't have a super speedway truck. Our owner really wanted to go. We buy this thing used. We show up to Daytona. We didn't have a ton of time to work on it. We did not make the race by like one spot. Um, and it and had an eraser sticker on the back. It had an eraser sticker on the back. And then we went to Talladega, though, later last year, and it was fast in the draft because we didn't have to qualify. And I was like, oh, this thing's badass. And then we got run into, you know, 48 minutes after the rack happened. Never forget. So then the the we go here and we've made a lot more improvements chris care and everyone but we were a little unsure of this thing we know the motor's good we know everything's good and we go into practice and it did the same thing where it does a really slow lap to start and then the second run we do is really fast it's like right on pace and i when i saw that go down i immediately after practice i was like this isn't good because <laughs> it did the same oh, thing no. last year and garrett you know like when you go to a super speedway and a car runs like it does the same thing you're like uh-oh like you just know, yep. right? There's yep. not, there's nothing you can do. So at that point I was very relaxed being like, Hey, look, if we miss this race, we'll just go to how they win that somehow. Um, and then we did the qualifying lap and I looked up and i saw that we'd only beat nine cars. And we had to beat 10. We were like the 22nd car truck to go out. And I was like, huh, this is, and we were two tenths behind 11 and we were 12 at the time. And I was like, we are not going to make this race <laughs> again. It was the, uh, it was the same story as last year. You same beat thing. nine out of the nine out of the 10 drivers you needed to. And, yep. and I actually made a comment on the interview beforehand that if we didn't make the race at about five o'clock that evening, it would be oh, yeah. a blue and black truck for sale. 
in the truck garage uh, for the highest bid. <laughs> we were we wanted to get rid of this damn thing, so we got in the race. We did make the race, which uh, we made by one one thousandth, which was nice. Then I missed driver intros for the first time in my life, which was stupid. Yeah, um, explain explain how that happened. All right, well Garrett can back me up. Oh, on we figured didn't we figure this out on the grid or something? <laughs> yes. Well, there was two. You figured I this had out. an old schedule. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I pulled up, so I pulled up the schedule. He was like, I've never done that in my life. Like I, you know, they started early, da, da, da. And I, I was just curious because it, they're notorious for changing the schedule. Cause I've done the same thing. I've never actually missed it, but I've done the same thing where like, I'll get a frantic call from like my PR person. They'll be like, where are you? And I'm like, I got like 50 minutes. They're like, no, they're starting. Um, so I pulled up the schedule and they changed it by like what? 20 minutes or something like that. 15 they, minutes. They pushed it up. Yeah. Yeah, I was, which I is was an eternity walking. for that's an eternity for us. It is it's huge. 15 minutes. I was just, <laughs> I was literally chilling for 30 minutes in the hall or talking to my crew chief, like eating a snack and just like, yeah, we've got time to kill, I guess. Like, I'll walk out there when I get there. I don't there. know about you, but like, I don't I'm not changed 15 minutes for driver intros. Like, I'm oh, chilling. I'm like, I'm like last minute. Like, I kind of I, I give my PR people anxiety because like I'm like super last minute because there's like, okay, go get there on time, get there on time. And when I get there, I sit around for 10 minutes. I don't want to yeah. sit around. I yeah. just want to get there. I'm like, it, it's that's like me at the airport. Like, like for my oh, flight, you, for you my strategically flight, plan everything. I want to be walking to the gate as they're boarding like group three. I'm the I don't want to sit around. <laughs> I'm the same. I so was around. <laughs> Except for in, I win the I win the uh, fire suit 5,000 every year because once I change for qualifying, I don't do the whole then change back, then change again thing that all the other guys do that I see all the time. You know, oh, like you when we qualify, in. I just stay in my race gear. I'm like, what do I care? Yeah. Just put the race suit down. I I'm it. It's comfy anyway. So I'm like, why am I going to do this multiple change things? I never do that. So I'm already ready. So then I push it really close, right? And I like to get out there early sometimes just to say hi to people, whatever, talk. But this time, for a reason, I was just chilling in the hall or very relaxed, talking to my crew chief. And next thing I know, I'm walking out there. And I'm at the end of pit lane, so I would have been there perfectly on time. And as I'm at the end of pit lane, I see on the board, and now starting 31st, Parker Cameron. And I'm like, well, I'm not there at all. (laughs) I remember, I was like, I looked at the board, and they just showed your truck. And I'm like, huh, that's strange. I don't know why they're just showing his truck. You mean they should be showing him, whatever. And then, yeah. That's the worst worst feeling. Like... (laughs) There'd be times when like I would stay in the track and I'd hear like a car fire up and Mm -hmm. go out on the racetrack and I'll be like, oh my gosh, is that, is that the series I'm in? Like, is that, (laughs) is that Xfinity? Is that tough? Is that like whatever? And it ends up being like trucks or like a ride along program and it's fine. But that's the worst feeling. Well, that's the old, (laughs) that's that's the old, um, cause that's the, the nightmare we all have, like the recurring dream that all race drivers have, which is that like, so you have the same one. Oh yeah. And you're not there. Yeah, you're like okay. you've, you're for yeah. whatever reason you're down the street and everything's going on. You're like, oh my god, I'm fired. Yeah. I've lost my, my deal. I'm an idiot. They started the race. <laughs> my reoccurring is that I'm like I'm late, and then I get in the car 
and I have nothing. I don't have a helmet. <laughs> a, a oh no! Like my like I'm is like that, naked. Like I is, is that the equivalent of go, like the going to school in your yes, underwear right. dream? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the same it's exactly what it's it the exact is. same. <laughs> I I I have had that dream, and I'm not exaggerating. No less than thirty times. Oh my god! I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like dream wise, like what that says about yeah. like my like psychology, whatever, but. It's not good. If any of our listeners are psychologists, please let us know what that means. Or if you read like a dream book, yeah, like a dream dictionary book, like uh, let us know. That'd be interesting. So, huh. Well, guys, it was then fun on Pit Road when I did eventually make it there because we all hung out. Everyone in here was there except for AJ. Sorry. Uh, Landon showed up with his family and 400,000 kids. And then. My family was there. <laughs> Josh, your parents were there. So it was a big reunion on Pit Road, which yes. was fun. Um, see all you guys. And then I started dead last and methodically worked our way up to where at the end of the race was in position to win it. And uh, they got to get rid of the tandem rule because if I had the tandem rule, I probably could have won this race. But mm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We got I was, close. You know, it, well, I'm not going to lie. I, I was like, oh, he's going to get they're both going to get penalized for that. It was like half a lap. I was like, there's no way. I was like, after it's going to be half hour after this race is over, they're going to like declare one of the Thor sport trucks is the winner. But no, no, they didn't. So that was, no that was comment. a nice surprise. No comment. Um, <laughs> Parker. Yeah. Please walk us through that second to last wreck and how you oh, managed to John pull the golden horseshoe out of your rear end to make that, make it through that wreck. Well, I just closed my eyes and held the throttle down. So, <laughs> I yep. get it. so you're like you're like most D class oval racing drivers. Exactly the same, same thing. So that's what you gotta do, you know. What happened was we were coming to the we were, were two to go. I got shuffled back. I think you know to like fifth or sixth in line, maybe seventh on the bottom, and it all factored out to the bottom. And and trucks, I have this recurring thought process whenever I go to a super speedway that. What wins or loses truck races normally at super speedways is timing your going in front of the outside lane in the final three laps. Because if you look historically, like they often come down to everyone on single file on the bottom, the bottom being the dominant lane, and then the the outside lane gets a bit of momentum. And whoever that truck is that sort of times the pop perfectly and gets the momentum going can be the truck that wins the race. So I always think about that. And I thought, you know, we were in okay position. We were maybe one or two spots further back than I wanted to be for that. But I saw the outside lane coming. I popped out of three and four. We started to get a bunch of momentum. We come back through three and four again, and we just didn't have enough momentum to sort of cut off the four and the 16 and some of the top three. And if you do that, you should be able to get to the lead. Well, John Hunter popped in front of me and I didn't think that was too bad. Cause I was like, all right, I'm a better pusher. I'll push this guy to the, you know, we'll get to the front and then, you know, we'll fight it out in the last couple feet. And when he popped up, at the same time, I guess the 16 through the travel like tried a little bit. And then another one of the Thorsport trucks tried it well at the same time and tried to time it too late. And so they all sort of came together. And next thing I know, I see the 16 like at the left side of my eye. And I'm like, uh-oh, time to get out of here. So I just sort of <clears throat> keep pushing the four thinking like, let's just both get out of here. And well, that just spun him to the inside and I kept going. So sorry to John Hunter. He knows I, I apologize to him, but. I was in survival mode at that point. And, you know, it's one of those things where at that, in that instance, you're just thinking, how do I not get the 16 to be in my left side door 
as opposed and you know somehow just find myself further away from all this wreck that's about to go down it would have taken yeah. you out of the misery of having to have that truck anymore though so i mean hey, there well, is that, a win okay. there right so we get done with the race, right? <laughs> we finished fifth. We thought fourth because one of the four squirt pulled off, but then somehow got their spot back, which I'm not going to get into. But anyway, we finished. We get fifth, and uh, my crew chief and I are laughing afterwards. Like, man, you know, the rear bumper of it is caved in like a banana because it was so slow leading that you had to like, force people <laughs> to, to push you and lean on the brake, and it was just awful. And so we were laughing, but it could push like hell. Like that. The other thing was it sucked up amazing, which is hilarious, but. The we get done and Chris Kerr turns to me and goes, So, what do we do for Talladega? <laughs> like <laughs> Garrett knows this probably well. Like, we might not qualify for that race with this thing, so we gotta figure something out. But wait, no, never mind. Hold on. Uh fifth place pedigree on that truck for sale right now at Henderson Motorsports. Get it. The number 75 Daytona <laughs> fifth place finisher. Please take it from us. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We'll include an eraser t-shirt too if you buy it. Yeah, if you buy it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Maybe we should um, sell it. No, Come but on. I remember. So I was watching, and I was like, "There's no way on that second to last wreck. There is no way they did not take the white flag." I thought it was for sure over, and then they put the red out right before what would have been <laughs> what the checkered flag, and then they just sat there for like ten minutes. It was. And then you were like, well, wait, are we going? Because I remember you over the radio. What was, yeah. your, what was your initial reaction to that? I was annoyed. Just I was like, damn, we could have. Pure agony? Yeah, because I thought we were in a position to, you know, put you in position to try and win this thing. So I wanted to keep going. Which you yeah. were at the yeah. end of the day. We were. We were, were in a good position. So it yeah. worked out in that sense. But anyway, that was the truck race. Zane Smith won. He, uh, he was nice enough to. Uh, reach out and say thanks and then i told them i just uh i'll take a favorable push at talladega so we'll see if we get that opportunity <laughs> if we can get it down to the end I, or I a little speedway bit of, truck a little bit of emphasis yeah we'll just give us a truck please and we'll be up there with you <laughs> uh <laughs> leaving the track, truck though, that you won with <laughs> well leaving the track that night though by the way the crowd was huge in the infield huge like young you know amounts of young people having parties and all that. I didn't see parties that big ever. So that was pretty cool, but let's head into Saturday guys. Mm-hmm. Let's move into Saturday. What about Saturday? What's on your, what's on your mind? Xfinity race, right? Arca, Arca race. Well, was that Saturday? Yes, yeah. there was an Arca race. Xfinity qualifying. That was, interesting. was also on Saturday. Yes. Oh yeah. Like 17,000 cars DNQ'd. Well, not only that, a JD motorsports car in round one qualified third. And not to discredit what their program is, they, but that is an incredible performance. And I remember talking to Ryan after qualifying, and I was like, how the heck did you guys pull that off? He was confused. He didn't know what had happened. And that's just an incredible sentiment to, you know, just kind of the things that can happen at these tracks. They're being, so unexpected. Being somebody that has has qualified like, 38th in a JD Motorsports sports car at a super speedway. <laughs> I was pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah. Do teams change? Like, is there any sort of, of course this year is different with the two rounds, but is there any sort of like change teams will make from the first round to the second round? Cause that car was, they qualified third, which was amazing. And then the next round, they were a couple of tenths slower. So is that like all wind or is that it could did be. They change something or they like, okay, we're in the top 10. Let's not push it too hard. 
I've never that? made the second round, so I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I find it interesting. There is, we saw this in trucks as well. We saw it with a lot of trucks, interesting trucks, as very interesting trucks, that they were far slower <laughs> in the second round than they were in the first round. I'll leave my comments there. So you should ah, not go that a lot slower. Google. Yeah. yeah. Leaving it there. I thought the most interesting thing from Xfinity qualifying before we move on, and we should, we got we to gotta rip through these pretty quick, but the uh, Landon Castle and Josh Berry tied both rounds. <laughs> they ran oh, right. the same lap yeah. time. Yeah, twice. I was like, that was man, insane. that is uh, – you got to be like, <laughs> I was like, man, you got to walk up to him. Be, or he said, he had a funny thing. He walked up to Josh and he was like, hey, man, that's a really talented lap you just ran. It takes a lot of talent to run that lap. <laughs> 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 you, to run that lap time, you got to you gotta really be on it. So I was like, that's pretty awesome. So, uh, that's that's funny. The race, was, race was crazy. That was fun. Um, crazy ending there. Glad Myatt Snyder's all right after his wild Right yeah. there. I'm I'm glad uh Michael Jordan and Bo Wallace are all right. Did you hear they were right behind where the the car went into the fence? You can actually in one of the frames on the broadcast you could see Michael Jordan in the background with his hands up and the car going through the through in the oh, I didn't know fence, that. which was apps yeah. That uh that would have been wild if Michael Jordan got injured at the NASCAR race because a car just <clears throat> decided to make friends with him, so well, I, yeah, that's it's pretty well. Di- yeah, it's a bit morbid, but the, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, Josh. Yeah, wow. I, I mean, I'm I just got a really sad for a second. I, I think the it's look the super speedway racing. It's always the safety is always a moving target, right? It's why NASCAR puts so much effort and you know funding, and every year we get. Garrett, you know, we get all these updates and things that change and, you know, it's a constant evolution. And I think the tracks have been the same way, right? We've had safer barriers. We've figured out ways to maybe make the the fences, grab the cars less, so on and so forth. And it's going to be an evolution because at the end of the day, we're not going to change this racing. Like this is, this, this goes to a broader topic, but super speedway racing is what is entirely unique to NASCAR, right? Like you don't see this type of racing anywhere else. Cars bump drafting each other, running in packs, door to door for hours on end. That just doesn't happen anywhere else. So it is a unique selling point. It's the most popular form of racing that we have. There's nowhere. It's, it's not going anywhere. So, um, you know, we just kind of keep that constant evolution of figuring out how to make it safer in not just for the drivers, but safer for the fans, so on and so forth. So that was scary, you know, that their bus ended up with a piece of suspension in it, which is wild. But I just don't, you know, I think. There's, you know, I saw some calls of like, just stop this type of racing. It's like, it's not going anywhere. So stop. No. At the end of the day, how many times have we seen stuff like this happen? And, you know, Austin Dillon, um, Kyle Larson, um, you know, Ryan Newman after a few days, like they all, they all walk out of these things and everything does their jobs. And, um, you know, I think it's a testament to all the, the people that have put in so much work and time and effort, um, you know, to, to Parker's point, there's stuff that, that, that the fans don't realize that NASCAR does every single year, pretty much all the time. Safety wise, um, before COVID we had a meeting before, 
the before the Daytona 500 for the first you know weekend all the drivers go to this meeting and they talk about all the safety stuff, all the crash test dummy stuff. And, um, you know, there's a camera in every single cup car. I don't know if it's in Xfinity. There's a high speed camera and they go back and they look at the, any impact that happens, they go back and look and they, they evaluate how things worked and where they can improve. So, um, it, you know, like Parker said, it's always evolving, but at the end of the day, everything did its job, including the catch fence and the car, um, you know, and that's a testament to all the hard work that, that NASCAR and, and the safety crews put in. And NASCAR is also, they're not just sitting around and letting it, letting like that be like, Oh, it fixed it. They're, they're taking the car back and they're going to exactly. go and inspect it because they're going to look at it and they're gonna be like, okay, well, what if a car hit it at this direction? You know, what, after it's been compromised, is it still a safe vehicle, uh, or a safe carriage for the driver until it comes to a complete stop? And they're going to do everything they can to make sure, even if a near accident happened, to make sure that doesn't happen in the future. So, yeah. Also, uh, our very own Landon Castle was in a great position all race, ran up front majority of the Oh, race. he almost made it through. Almost made it through the wreck. Probably would have had an easy top, Barely top got 10, clips. maybe a top five there to finish it out, which would have been awesome. But got caught in that wreck as well. He got clipped and uh, unfortunate. But... It was cool to see him. He looked pretty racy. He did. And that collar ride was pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, he was thrown at three wide a couple times. Had the speed. Definitely had, you know, you saw the speed of those things. That was cool. And I thought that was fun. Interesting. Um, Quick question. What's that? How did he end up with the number one pit stall after qualifying eighth? That's a that's a great question. I wondered that myself. I was wondering the same thing. And I don't Uh, know. Did they did they choose (laughs) off the owner points of last year? Well, did, wait, wait, wait. Did, did Hemrick win the poll? Hemrick won the yeah, poll. So I'm poll. guessing because Hemrick won the poll. Well, but he qualified eight, so yeah. Who I wonder if it. they swap. I wonder if they did like a team swap, like like oh. Hemrick picked it, and then Collie decided strategically that Landon needed to be there, or something like that. I'm very curious. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Hey, I guess what? We he know the guy. Someone sent him a message. <laughs> Why did you end up with number one stall? Here, I'll ask him. Yeah, right there now. you go. Um, let's hope we get an answer before the end of the. Um, well, he's got Carnaboli is going to be on his car this weekend. Yes, it is. Carnaboli is going to be on there. I'm, so I'm excited cool. to see how uh, how Landon does this year. I'm I'm excited that he has that opportunity. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, one Pretty of my cool. favorite things from the Xfinity race was. All the college cars before the race are like, oh, yeah, we're going to get all three of the college cars in a line and that would be good to go. And like most of the race, almost the whole race, they could not get all three of them together. Like they would have two of them together and then another one would like get shuffled out somehow and then they would be drawn apart again. And that was one of the things I just kept an eye on the whole race. It seemed like they could never get together. I, well, I, I will have- say and then and then we can move on. But um, I kind of have a better understanding of why they work so well together because I listened to Landon's radio the entire time. And, uh, he's working with Freddie Kraft who used to spot for me at JD motorsports. And after listening to some of Freddie's calls and how they work together, like it is, it is so obvious that all of those teams get together and say, whatever we need to do, we need to make sure to not hurt each other. Like whatever happens, and it was definitely obvious just the way Freddie called that race. Mm-hmm. It was cool. To, it was cool to hear for sure. Yeah, it was fun to listen. I was I listening as well. So impressive how those the college cars have done that, and uh, 
They do it every amazing. single race. I mean, every it's time. crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, they're always running at the front no matter what. Yeah, and I've, I've heard, you know, they do some interesting things that really make it about the team, and it's a pretty cool concept, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you'll see – I mean, I, I would – if I had a team, I would adopt a lot of the same principles at Stroop Speedways to make it less, you know, each team for themselves and more team, you know, more everyone working for one of my uh, cars to win. So, like they do, yep. which is awesome. Well, um, Josh has something to say. Oh, Josh, what do you have to say? <laughs> oh, I, I have some cool news. Uh, according to AJ, I was on the international feed for the race. Um, I was on, I they had a full shot of me, right, AJ? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, Josh was just sitting on the pit stall, like one of the <laughs> pit road, and then there was a camera on the pit road with him, just aiming right at him. And I was like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you've ever been on TV before, Parker, but that's pretty cool to hear. So, not really ever. Yeah, nope. Once or twice. <laughs> Gary, have you ever been on TV? <laughs> a few times. No, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Once or twice. That's awesome. Yeah. Twice. When I was like four years old, I was in a commercial once. I got got hired as a as an actor. So. Wow. I'm a, wow. I should get this, an IMDb page, shouldn't I? And thank you to all our listeners for the facts from Josh that none of you needed to know nor wanted to, and now you have. <laughs> so we're all excited for you <laughs> and you all go. of us having this new knowledge <laughs> in our life. Uh, guys, moving on. Sunday, uh, let's quickly go through it. Daytona 500, next-gen era. A lot of questions about how this race would uh, you know, go down, what we would see. I think... A lot of it was expected, some unexpected. The, you know, Harrison Burton flip, thankfully he was okay, but that was pretty wild wreck there. Brad Keselowski uh, using the snowplow on the front of the sixth car through most of the race was pretty interesting as well. Um, you know, I don't know if there was you a car. You ruined my he, fantasy. Thanks, Brad. He didn't wreck. Um, really, obviously, trying to win this thing. He had probably the fastest car there. I mean, he led so often at the front. But overall, I thought, you know, for the next-gen era, the cool thing to me, and Garrett, I want your opinion on this, it was a lot of what we've seen at Troop Speedway Racing with just some hints of things being that just little bit different from, you know, the cars maybe not, you know, wrecking differently to getting on pit road being pretty interesting, how late they could break um, to, you know, just the different nuances of how the draft works. But it really also just looked like classic super speedway racing. Yeah, I think we saw that at testing. I think uh, I think we knew that it was going to be um, your quote unquote typical super speedway race with some nuances of the next gen car. Um, I found it, uh, I found it pretty interesting to kind of see how they worked in the draft, how they build runs. Um, seems like that they didn't, you couldn't really build runs as well. You had to kind of have a little bit more help. Um, found it interesting how the car reacted to different bump drafts. Um, not necessarily Brad's, but, uh, like going straight <laughs> down the back stretch and seeing, Seeing the cars, uh, yeah, because those didn't work out too well. <laughs> um, but just working. seeing the cars, <laughs> no, those are kind of bump plows, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, um, just kind of seeing how they reacted. Um, the pit stops, I, I talked to uh, both Cody and, and David Reagan um, with these sequential sh- uh, shifters. Um, normally, we'd go into the pit stops, and I, I don't know if you talked about this on the uh, the last uh, podcast, but um, with the, the four-speed, you go yep. in second gear, and then when you get to your pit stall, you knock it in neutral, uh, left foot brake, and then uh, you know come to a stop. Well, now I guess these cars, when you put it in neutral, they don't like to go back into gear. So now it's second gear all the way up until you know you go to your braking point, and then you hit the clutch, and then stop with your right foot, and then 
put it down into first once you're stopped. So it's it's interesting. That would mess like, with me. It's a whole. No, I know, and I'm like that's been one asking of the things about this. that you know I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to to practice. I was I was curious, and in, in fact, it was it was uh, my agent who was talking to Ross Chastain, um, who brought it up to me that there's this whole different like routine. And of course, Parker, we've been doing this the same way forever. So you know, <laughs> over now a with decade, next gen cars, it's <laughs> completely different. So um, that's actually one of the things that I was working on on iRacing, to be honest. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow, that well, takes about if you're one of those drivers that's going back and forth between Xfinity and Cup, mm-hmm. how distracting and hard that would be. Absolutely. Be oh, definitely. That's that's so tough. And if people understood, like, because the pits road isn't like pulling into a parking spot at CVS. It's like you are instructed to be going the exact highest speed you can possibly go the entirety down to when you get to the box accelerate just that little bit to get a little bit more speed because you've got, you know, the zones where you're going to slow down then nail the brake and get it stopped perfectly on that sign. And, you know, basically maximizing every inch of speed possible in the whole system, you know, the whole sequence of the stop. And now you've taken it from years. We did a whole sequence you talked about, which is second gear, knock it into neutral, slow it down, stop it on the left foot, wait there. When the right side drops, you put it into first, hold the clutch in and then go on the, when it drops the left side. Now you've changed that whole sequence. That is going to be so tough. So I, you know, I, I was surprised we didn't see more issues. Um, it was interesting seeing, you know, you experienced this, seeing them pull out of pit lane or out, out of the yes. stalls and some of the things they had happen there, with this, you know, because it's now independent rear suspension. You know, they're obviously gripping differently and that sort of thing. So that's, that's been interesting to see as well. And I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see where that kind of goes. You have a lot of room though at Auto Club, so I think you'll be all right. But yes, it's a little yeah, different. I'm glad that we're not doing this at like a uh, what's a really tight one, like a Martinsville. Oh or yeah, a, or a, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> That's probably where I'll get the first chance to drive a next gen and just you know, it'll look you'll look great. They'll be like, "Who's this idiot on yeah. pit road?" My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, just let's just get to the end of the race, basically, because that's when it really all went down there. Those last couple laps, guys, Austin Sindrick held them off, made all the right moves. Obviously, Blaney and Bubba were pushing the heck out of him, which was cool. Um, I just thought that was a really exciting finish, too, like the way it came down there to the end. Um, you know, line at the line, hitting he and Bubba, you know, dooring each other, basically, for the win. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was epic. I mean, you got also. I'm David Reagan brought it home eighth as well, which is huge for Garrett and in, in your camp. You guys are starting off really strong with a good, solid points position as a, as a team ownership. But a uh, hundred feet down the line, things changed as far as a car situation. Uh, you, yeah. He knows that the into six the wall. strike again. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, the six. That's true. <laughs> was it the yeah. six? That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that was Brad again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think what Blaney Blaney got put in the wall and then he was trying to save it. And then Brad yep. kind of sideswiped him. And then Brad came and hooked the 34, which just destroyed David and just, I mean, carnage, just destroyed. After, it was yeah. really, he hit that the ball after the line. So yeah, <laughs> that's, he gets to keep his eighth place finish. I was, but... I was on our, I was on our box the whole time. And I just like, it was like, there it goes. There it goes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then we we're just like, no, <laughs> yeah, terrible. no, um, I will say I'm super glad to hear 
um, everything that I've heard from the drivers, I know that there was a lot of talks about the safety issues with this car and um, or potential issues. And uh, I was glad to hear. I talked to David right after, and uh, I said, "What did you think about that hit?" He said. It was your typical hard hit at a super speedway, but it, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. And we saw, uh, obviously, we saw flip, which honestly, those really aren't that bad, especially the way Harrison went. But it seemed like everything did well there. Um, Harrison tried by, to drive it away. I, I saw that. Flipped, I didn't realize that I actually tweeted about it today. I thought that was that was really cool, old school. The yeah. old car they normally uh, drove away. I was, <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't didn't Dale? If Earnhardt he didn't have flat flip, tires, he could have. Yeah. Didn't yeah, Dale Earnhardt did flip and he and he he finished the race it was like That's 96 amazing. or something that he did that i want to say mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah he got out went to the ambulance noticed the car was okay and said wait a second i'm getting back in that thing. yeah yeah <laughs> now you'd be de- you know you'd be dq'd and under you know the, the uh concussion protocol but that uh oh yeah he, that era yeah. just as the folklore what a legend that's, but i was that's i was so glad epic. to see that it seemed like that uh that nothing out of the ordinary there for those hits is that no, is that wrecked car gonna significantly put a hamper on what your guys's options are going forward um if, if i understood correctly at the shop i believe that's our phoenix car i think they're gonna fix Still it is? And that's gonna be our phoenix car yes oh wow yeah. okay so i'm i'm taking uh priest's clash car to auto club which again hmm. i think that that's so cool in this era to take a car and go to a quarter mile and then repurpose it you know, change the body panels on it and go to auto club, the two, mm-hmm. the two mile track. I, I just think that's really cool. And I, obviously that's, that was the whole thought process behind this next gen car. So um happy to see that. But uh, yeah, I believe that it, it's, it is going to hamper it a little bit. It, it basically changes the rotation up. Um, We have another car coming. I believe we have four, four total, another one on the way. Um, I, I think once we get past the West coast swing and Coda, I think that, I think that teams are going to be caught up uh, a lot more. I kind of talked to our competition director about this. So, um, I, I don't think we're going to really talk about the, the number of cars past say Coda. Okay. Well, that's oh, good. I mean, it's yeah. not too far away. It's mid March. You guys expect to be good to go for the rest. That makes sense. That's cool. Yep. But you're not the only ones doing that, you know, taking a clash car and putting it on a big track. Like that's no. a big consistent theme. No, this so, is this yeah. this this isn't like a, a you know a, a small team you know kind of kind of underfunded thing. It's like you know bigger teams are doing that, and I I think I think that that's cool. I think it's it's, it's really awesome, cool. so awesome. So. Well, I did want to ask you, Parker, yeah, uh, real quick, what was your take on the 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 checker flag plant that's, that's <laughs> oh, like your thing it fell I over. I well he's been doing it for a while so um i actually have a funny uh, see, i didn't fact. know that that's that's yeah. the first time that i've seen him do it so so he did it a couple times i think in xfinity and uh or he did it for the first time one of his wins in xfinity and i got all these tags on twitter like hey man it's your thing blah blah and i was like all right well you know pass the stone basically <laughs> like you know the, the baton <laughs> Here, you know, you're you're being you're getting far more opportunities to win than I am. Sure, you know, great to see it to live on. And then when he won this past weekend, I was like, oh man, I bet he's gonna do the flag plant like the thing I do. I, I always wanted to do the Daytona 500, and sure enough, he did it. And I was like, hey, you know what? That's pretty yeah. cool. So to see it live on is awesome. Um, I actually, he and I talked about it one time. And I don't think he realized that 
I had done it. And I was like, well, I, I did it twice over five years. So <laughs> it was like, it was pretty unique to yeah. me. But the, uh, the funny thing about Austin is that I have now coached a Daytona 500 winner because I, uh, when Austin was far younger back in 20, probably 2010, this would have been, I was a team Penske development driver. And obviously uh, Tim Sindrick is president of team Penske came to me and said, Hey, I've got my son racing these, um, what did they, t- uh, bandoleros at the time. And Austin's his name, whatever. Would you mind coming out and, you know, just being the coach and all this stuff and just sort of just, you know, trying to help him out and sort of see, you know, what he could do better, that sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sure thing. So it was at the summer shootout, Reverend. I went out there once, maybe twice, maybe it was just once. And, uh, I remember leaving me like, nah, kids got it. He'll be good. And then sure enough, <laughs> there he is winning Daytona 500. So I was like, hey, <laughs> there he is. I coached a Daytona 500 winner. That's pretty cool. So there you go. Um, there you go. And anyway, and it's only the fourth time in history. Somebody's gotten their first NASCAR cup series when it at the Daytona 500. So mm. that's pretty cool. And we yeah. got it two years in a row. Michael McDowell yeah. last year. And yeah, three Austin times Andrew. in the past uh, 12 years. Yeah, uh, that's pretty years. cool. That is interesting. Huh? Well, I Fun think that's a cool thing about that race because it obviously it takes skill, but there's obviously an element of, you know, with super speed racing, there's always an element of randomness. But the the funny thing is the same people seem to win often or do very well often. So it's it's a weird mm-hmm. it's a weird juxtaposition where we have this idea that it's like completely random, but it also takes skill. And, you know, winning Daytona 500, it takes everything you got. So there's no doubt in my mind. You know, the the more I do super speedway racing the more i feel like you know obviously we've always said that it's a great equalizer but it seems like that the guys that are really good at it are always up front and they're always in contention Mm -hmm. to win and it almost kind of shows you those guys that have the talent to do it because you go to a place like you know fontana or or vegas or or you know some of these other tracks uh richmond um you kind of you can kind of hide behind your car, so to speak, because it's it's like and not taking anything away from guys that are good there. It's just you have to have a good car to do that. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to have a great car to be to be fast on a plate track. Um, so I, I think it almost kind of um, accentuates those guys that have that specific skill set. Mm-hmm. I agree 100 percent. For sure. 100%. And I, I think you just articulated it probably the best way I've heard in a long time, which is like, because it's an equalizer, the driver can even be a big difference in that sense. Yeah. Because it, it, it almost car, matters more. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The car is like this, you know, it's just a tool to be able to manipulate and make the moves that you want to make. So I actually, I wrote a post. It's just, it's just a just a chess piece. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a post on Instagram because AJ loves my long post uh, about comparing. Market. Yeah, comparing super speedway racing to the free market, the draft, the pack, how it has a pack mentality. And, you know, I just thought about when yeah. you're in a pack, there was this one truck in our pack at one point, And suddenly my spotter's like, hey, they're trying to dump this guy out of the pack. And sure enough, within 30 seconds, everyone made these moves that that truck was suddenly in the middle and gone. And I was just like, gosh, when the pack wants it to happen, it happens. Like, <laughs> it you, happens. we want this guy out. <laughs> He's out. And it's happened to me. I've been in positions where the pack didn't want me I, there and suddenly I'm out. Yep. <laughs> I think it was during your race. There was a truck like in front of you and you got on the radio multiple times. You're like, this kid is everywhere. He's about to wreck himself. And then, like 40 laps later, he like spun out. 
Oh, they yeah, that was. Oh, I actually talked to him about that. Was Jack? I don't Wood. know who it was. It was Jack. Oh, Wood. Okay. He had a. I think he had a left rear having a slow leak twice or something because he was the loosest oh, truck okay. I've ever seen by himself. I was like, I, this kid's gonna oh, spin boy. out. I came on the radio I was like because I know my spotter knows his group. Uh, Ryan um, Reed is his coach or manager and coach, and I was like, hey, um, we need to, and Brandon McReynolds and him are friends or anything. I was like, we need to let them know uh, he's gonna spin out here by himself in his truck, and then sure enough, it turned out he had a tire going down river so i i actually i was i was listening to it when you said that you're like the car ahead of me he's gonna lose it he's the loosest truck i've ever seen or something it was it was great so yeah that was awesome um before we let you go gary although i know you got to just jump off at some point so please feel free just to walk out the way you walked in but we want to get guys we've been (laughs) We went heavy on the Daytona stuff this time. For all our listeners out there, this is where we're going to move into the news segments. Um, who wants to go first in news? Where we go through all the, we Me. all take a news topic AJ's. and uh, discuss it. So AJ, I'm go afraid ahead. that I'm afraid that one of you stole or, or have the same news topic as me. So I'm just going okay. to say my news topic for any of you. Okay. F1 testing. Oh, you know, classic. You know, classic F1 testing. You know, some teams are obviously sandbagging. We don't know who's actually the fastest, but it is cool to see the the new cars out there. So they don't look the same, which is interesting. Nope. There's definitely differences between all of them, just like there has always been. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who's quickest and who isn't. What's your favorite looking one? What's the best looking one to you? I asked uh, this on Twitter earlier. I mean, the Alpines, like just paint scheme wise or like design? Yeah, just whatever. Paint whatever one's matter. most Probably the Alpine. The Alpines look really good. Uh, I'm also biased as a Red Bull fan, so I'm going to say Red mm. Bull, obviously. I think the Ferrari. The is Mercedes the do look really good. Well, they look good, but they look kind of like a throwback to the, you know, silver. Yeah, but I kind of like that. The Ferraris to me look so cool because of the yellow accents. They look like the 90s Ferraris that were those V12s yep. back in the day and that very dark red. Would They used to run good years on those back in the day, which had the yellow accent and everything. And the, the was the Egypt forever was the sponsors. And, oh, they just, they, I don't know. They, they look so reminiscent of the nineties Ferraris to me. I just think that was so cool. Um, going off of that, did you see Lando Norris tweeted today after being P one, he was upset yeah. about it because now everyone's going to think they're better than they are. Omega lols. Whatever that means, I'm. I oh, did he say Omega Lol? In the <laughs> did he, he, Omega he Lol? said Omega Lol. Yes, that's the Twitch thing. <laughs> oh, that is pretty awesome. funny. Um, I uh, I wanted to text I, him, and be like, no, no, Lando, you got it wrong. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you want them to think you're better than what you are. <laughs> yeah. Why do you mean? Oh man, that's... I thought that was interesting. My favorite paint scheme has got to. Have, I I really like the McLaren paint scheme. I think that one is really, really pretty. And the Williams paint scheme. Those are my mm. two favorite right now. I think the Williams and it's dark blue looks very royal and it just looks yeah. mean and fast. Yeah, Williams mm. is really good too. Uh, also, just talking about some of the designs, you mentioned they're not all the same. So one of the interest I love when testing starts to happen is where the, the really super techie guys on Twitter figure it out, like Craig Scarborough and those guys start yep. to dissect the things they're seeing. And one of the things I found interesting was the side pods of the Red Bull are like almost non-existent at the front, which is crazy. I don't uh-huh. think I've seen a side pod like that since probably the Adrian Newey designed. Uh, it was the car that the McLaren that never raced between the MP417 and the MP419. 
or eight before, or was it the 19 and 18 did race? One of those didn't race because it was so packaged tightly. They had all these heating issues and it was never able to race. And that thing reminds me so much of that. And guess who designed it? Adrian Newey. So I find that pretty interesting. Um, also another one, the, who's Adrian Newey? Oh, just the greatest for one designer of all time. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just simply known as the greatest of all time. Are he was a McLaren, then he went to Red Bull. He's won a bajillion championships and, and races as a designer. I don't, so. I didn't know who he was, AJ. Did also you has, know who he was? I did. Okay. Thank you very ah, much. See? Anyway. Also has a great book called How to Build a Car, which I've been meaning to read for about three years, and I still haven't read it, but it's sitting in my bedside. Martin has been trying to build a car his whole life. I've been trying to build Don't a car. Don't you just yeah. do- Well, <laughs> there's one the other one I want to point out. If we want to get on the techie stuff, just because it's testing, the packaging on the Mercedes is pretty wild. If you look how slim it gets in the back, I don't even know how they're pulling that off because that thing looks like it almost goes to zero. It must be wrapping the rear uh, gearbox and rear end case, like like literally wrapping it in bodywork because it's so tight back there. So pretty cool stuff to see what they're pulling off. Very curious to see how fast they are when it comes to the first race of the season. Yeah, when it matters. Wow. Um, when it actually Garrett, matters. Garrett, do you have yes. any news? Well, so I thought it was supposed to be sim racing news. It was just any news. It could news. be either. No, any <laughs> it news. Be, it yeah, could be it sim racing. Be, yeah, sim racing. It could be both. Well, I, okay, well, since I'll just stick with the sim racing. I thought it was very cool. First of all, Monday Night Race League, um, which obviously Josh is super tight into. And uh, Parker, you've won and I've won. Um. They announced that their season's returning uh, for fifth season, May 2nd. So I talked to Ford a little bit. I think he's kind of uh, under the impression he wants to kind of do a, a summer and winter deal. So do like a summer series and a winter series, um, kind of two a year, which I think that I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but past that, in the media center for Daytona 500 Day, mm. um, he was asked about Monday Night Race League um during Kyle Bush. during a, a yeah sorry Kyle Bush was uh was asked during his media availability and i thought that was super cool and he said some really awesome stuff monday at race league uh, uh retweeted the clip on their twitter account if you want to watch it but, i'll, um, I'll put thought, it into the uh podcast right yeah. now yeah no it's been fun um you know ford and i we've known each other for a long time obviously and um he and i we've, we've had a relationship and so um he invited me to join the league a couple of years ago and um before um it kind of took off i feel like it's taken off a little bit the last couple of years which has been really cool we've gotten a lot of guys in there good guys that race hard and and run hard for for wins and stuff like that so um double-edged sword for me uh there's better competition but now i'm getting beat so um you know but i i did win a couple times this year which was cool and and ran up front a a bunch too when i was able to 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 chime in um but overall uh, i enjoy it and being able to sponsor it this year just put our name on it and um, have some fun with it be able to do some giveaways do some fan interaction stuff like that on social so um that's that's been a, a bit of where um we've excelled with it i feel like for for us and our brand but um you know the the season of it now that we're into our nascar season i'm like man i kind of wish it was still going but on the other hand i'm like no i don't because i know i'm gonna get too busy to join in a whole lot so uh looking forward to the next uh season that starts up perfect (laughs) all right there you go now you've heard it (laughs) wow that's like magic (laughs) It's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to act like I just watched it. 
<laughs> I, me too. I, uh, I, I actually only saw the first five seconds. That of was that. I cool. I got distracted Thanks, when it came Kyle. out. I was like, well, damn, so, I meant to watch that. <laughs> obviously, he had some really cool stuff to say and talk about. And I've been very impressed with Kyle. I know it's that that's like kind of um, ironic that I'm saying this. But uh, <laughs> but when he when he started the pro invitational stuff, he was just all over the place. And then in a very short amount of time, he was contending to win races. And I think it's a testament, one, to his real-world talent because there is a lot of crossover between what what we do in real life and what we do in iRacing. But his dedication to wanting to be good and obviously his dedication to sim racing in sponsoring with Rowdy Energy, um, the Monday Night Race League, and then racing as much as he can. So I just think it's cool that a guy like that at, at – who is a ca- the caliber of driver that he is obviously is one of the greatest of all times to ever do it um that he is so in in tuned with i racing and uh wants to spend so much time on it i know that um when when we were going back to the carnomaly 500 last year um kyle was so into wanting to get better with the cot on the super speedway he was working with ray alfala He's hopping into the calls with Parker and Landon to try and understand how to drive it differently because it really is a completely different car than anything he's driven before because it's completely unrestricted going around Daytona. And I I, I remember being blown away just how much he cared about this fake race that, I mean, it is real, but it's also a sim racing virtual race. Virtual, not fake, virtual. Virtual, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That, uh... (laughs) Josh, it's a simulation. <laughs> yeah. A video game on this video game. Just <laughs> like life. This is all hey, a simulation. Yes, so. exactly. So. Before we go into your news topic, Josh, uh, just breaking news here. Landon Castle let me know. It was a the pit selection was a random draw. So if you're still listening from the beginning of this podcast, we now discover why Landon had the first pit stall. It was random. Any picture. I, I, could, I could move I can move the section back to right after you sent the text to make it seem all, <laughs> all fluid. It's gonna happen oh real boy. quick. Not 30 minutes yeah. later. All right, what's yeah. your news? Um, so my news is that world famous internet superstar Travis Moonhead Brown is gonna be making his first real world race. He's gonna be driving a late model or a pro late model at Hickory Motor Speedway later this year. Um, and he's going to be driving for Landon Huffman Racing. So he'll be in the 37 car, it looks like. And he's already got a couple of sponsors on board that are exciting or excited to be a part of it. So that's really cool stuff. Love that. That's going to yeah. be awesome. We had, him on, we, had, we had him on episode five. So there you go. I actually texted him and asked him when his race was. Uh, I think it's in August, and I was uh, looking to see if I had any races scheduled uh, or if I was racing that weekend. That's usually, I think, Watkins Glen weekend, right? Uh, it's the first oh, week in August? Yeah. Uh, that's my. Uh, it's always my birthday see, that weekend. Parker, I, <laughs> I, I love the fact that they changed the schedule, but at the same time, I hate it because it was the same for so long and I could just like yeah. off the top of my head know when, when and where we were going. <laughs> I miss yep. those days sometimes. Yeah. It is the funniest so, thing about being in NASCAR is that exact thing where when you're on the week to week, 38 weeks, 40 weeks now, you literally, people ask anyone in the sport, like one weekend be like, where do we go next week? And no one knows. <laughs> like, no, nope. you're going to be asking 
the champion leader, they, you know, there's a huge upcoming race for you. Where are we going? No idea. Couldn't tell you. Haven't thought no about idea. it. <laughs> like, that's a Monday problem. No <laughs> we'll figure it out yeah, later. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Oh, no, that's man, super just... cool that Travis is doing that. Um, he's actually racing against uh, two or three of uh, our late model development um, drivers. So uh, I've been pretty closely in tune with this development team that uh, the uh, former team manager for Rickwear Racing, he's now running this uh, late model development team, Jared Courage, and then uh, James Edwards, who was my spotter for half the year last year. Um, he's he used to work at Hendrick as a fab guy for like 10 years. Um, he's got more championship rings than all of us combined. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool to see. But uh, uh, but he's kind of running that deal and, and building those late models. So uh, that's a really cool series, the Carolina Pro Series. I've raced in it a, a handful of times. Um, so that'll be fun. They usually stream those races. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, I bet they get Good the for him. I Yeah, views. That's awesome. I can't wait. We're we're going to have to get him in a lemons car so that he can practice and oh know how to gosh. shift him. Oh, There's the lemons the lemon car. car. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I know he is actually ta- he was talking about this to me, you know, like basically a year ago. I think this time he was mentioning he was doing this or maybe maybe it was eight months ago. So I'm glad to see it all come together. That's awesome and cool to see not only sim racing top guys get a shot, sim racing influencers, famous people in sim racing get a shot so that's pretty cool and uh what am i gonna get my controller shot who's funding that still you know in the works buddy we just gotta find the right controller company well we gotta find the right controller company to uh sponsor it you know we show that and you know we should do with a controller we we should have aj Fuel the car for the IndyCar uh, self-driving <laughs> challenge. Oh. <laughs> it just had them on a remote, remote, that remoted in, and everybody's like, "Wow, that car is really fast." There you go. Um, well, how, how much I, would it cost to put the controller on the Lemons car? What would that cost? Yeah, uh, that oh, out, we can Josh. make that happen. It, it's a Lemons <laughs> car. You guys act like we have that kind of technology behind us. Latency. I have a hammer. I have a hammer and a screwdriver. Call, That's how call, I. Call Max Pappas, be like, hey, I need an MPI. Just <laughs> bolt on, let's do it. Yeah. Just well, it no, it's just the USB port on the dash. <laughs> just plugs into a USB port. Mm-hmm. No, why don't you just hook you up? You have like to map a, your buttons before it'll You just gotta it. hook up an Xbox to the front axle and it'll figure itself out. I think so. You know, just do so, that. That's well, what I mean. Yeah. Some good news. Yeah. I have yeah. an Xbox right here. Ready wow. to go. <laughs> right, wow. let's just, give me a car, we'll plug it in. It's that simple. It'd be that easy. Uh, Before we go, go. I just want to mention one thing off the F1 testing stuff. There is a a photographer called uh, named Jamie Price photo on Instagram. He also took photos of me at Daytona. He does a lot of NASCAR stuff. He left directly from Daytona to go to F1 testing. But he was posting some photos from F1 testing today that are epic. And with the new larger tires and larger wheels, the larger wheels, the tire is actually like bending off the rim crazily that I don't think I've ever seen it go this far where the rim is actually sticking out. So that's pretty cool. Go check those out. And then he had some great sunset photos. So I just want to say, where, where if you're looking for some good content, Who is that? Jamie Price photo. I think it's Jamie Price photo. Yeah. Okay. On Instagram. On Twitter? Username? On Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he's impressive. And I just was, t- uh, you know, DMing with him about those. And I just thought they were some of the coolest photos I've seen in a long time. So pretty awesome to see. From Daytona to F1 testing, those photographers are wild. But guys, 
I think we've been at this a while tonight. Great 11th episode, but um, I'm ready to say, to say goodbye. Well, you Thanks didn't give us a news topic. Yeah, I did. Parker. Yeah, I said this thing. What was that was my news topic? topic. It was news. Go check out that Instagram. Just a f- well, it's just, just a shout out. out. There's no I, news there. I was able to comment on the entirety of AJ's. AJ's mind was a combo. I wanted to talk F1. I always talk F1. You know that. It's my thing. Wow, yep. you are you just trying to argue with oh, me? Oh wait, 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 wait. Let's just let's just let's just go to motorsports.com and see if there's any headlines real quick. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. NBCSports.com <laughs> slash motorsports. I've brought endless amounts of news into this. Oh, episode. now you're shouting out NBC. We're gonna have to start charging <laughs> you for all these ad drops you're doing here. How much did Jamie Price pay you to to to, to shout out his Instagram? <laughs> yeah, just oh, here we go. Here we answers. go. Wolf. Toto Wolf says Andretti will need to prove worth to join F1. Dun, no, dun, we should have talked about wow. that. $200 million oh, yeah. buy-in. Well, it's okay, well, hold on. Real oh, quick. Geez. Just real, real quick. $200 million buy-on perceived for that deal. That has been, you know, that was a new deal enacted when they went to basically the budget cap and that sort of thing. It wasn't always that way. But that's a wild number to get into a race series and to think that it's financially viable. That makes you wonder... How bad were the deal terms on the Sauber deal that never went through, which was very close, by the way. So that's uh, or how or why that's did the Sauber point. guy say no? It was what I should have probably said. So yeah, what's um, the problem? I'm uh, interesting. I'm just happy we're gonna have two American teams in Formula One. So that's gonna be a lot well, of fun. We'll see. It'll be uh, a long time coming. Yeah, hopefully right. one will be fast. <laughs> End it there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting this off. We're done. Last call. <laughs> I can't let them get away with it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Bye, Thanks, Garrett. Garrett.